OnLife has, has been around for, for 20 years and we have successfully implemented many large employer groups and, and several health plans. And, you know, and our implementation satisfaction scores show that, well over 90% uh, satisfaction rate. So I think, again, that speaks volumes too for, for our ability to execute on that. And those are the types of things that you want to look for. This is the Wellbeing Experts Podcast, and you just heard from Nicole McGrath, Director of Member Experience at OnLife Health. We had the chance to sit down to discuss all things implementation, including how it works best and the aspects to be thinking about for both health plans and employers. She starts off here with a step-by-step approach in the implementation process. For more content like this, go to onlifehealth.com resources. Enjoy the conversation. Hello, my name is Nicole McGrath. I'm Director of Member Experience at OnLife Health. Um, I also work closely with our account management and implementation teams to uh, make sure that our, our clients get off on the right foot with their wellness program. To start us off, let's look at the steps in the implementation process. What are the main deliverables as well as the challenges with making all of the pieces fit together? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of pieces, a lot of pieces. to fit together, <laughs> yes. And um, it's kind of a loaded question because part of implementation is really defining what those deliverables are. So when we talk about a, a step-by-step process, I'll start there. It starts with meeting with the client and really um, clarifying, understanding what the client's goals are. So not only their overarching corporate goals, but also what their wellness philosophy is. What do they want to get out of their wellness program? What does wellness mean to them? And what are the components um, of that program that are going to be appropriate for their population? So after identifying those goals, um, and then also I'll add defining what success looks like for those goals. Let's make sure we, ha- we know what, what, that, uh, what the outcomes are. Um, we put together a pretty robust timeline uh, with milestones all the way through rollout and beyond. So we want to make sure we understand what on life is responsible for. We want to understand what pieces we're going to need to get from the client to have a successful implementation and rollout. Um, part of that is identifying the communication plan. It's identifying incentives. Um, another big piece is understanding what other vendors we're going to be working with. I think one of the strengths of on life is our ability to integrate with other partners and to um, help our members connect with other resources that are available to them. So that's a big piece of it is bringing other vendors to the table and understanding how we're going to communicate with them. Uh, it's understanding the, the reporting piece of it. And all of these are, are milestones. These are all pieces that are put into that implement, implementation timeline that we're going to follow through rollout. So before the timeline is even created, all this implementation, it, it starts well before the contract is signed. So what you know, if, you, if you can take me back before all this begins, what is involved in planning during the RFP stages? So at, at that point, it's understanding what program components are going to be in place. Is it going to be health assessment? And is, is coaching going to be a part of that? And if coaching, is it going to be telephonic and secure message? Or are we going to be on-site facilitating that? Is there going to be an on-site fitness center? How about biometric screenings, um, device integration, all of those pieces? So let's identify what components are going to be in that program. 
Um, if there's customizations to the program, which most of our, our um, clients, especially health plans, are interested in, we want to make sure that we're, we're managing this program underneath their wellness brand. And so it's identifying the customizations, the configurations that are needed. And at that point during RFP, it's also understanding what resources we're going to need. If this is going to be a really big project, we're going to need to ramp up our staffing. And so we want to make sure, and I'm speaking specifically if health coaching is a part of that, we're going to um, possibly need to hire some more health coaches. And we want to get ahead of that and make sure we're hiring some really great uh, some really great candidates and then also getting them up to speed on our, our processes and our products so that when this client does roll out, our entire team have become experts on that client's specific program. So those are the pieces that we can get ahead of. Those are the pieces that we can do during RFP before we even sign the contract. And so that we're, uh, when, when we do sign the contract, we're in a really great place to get into the, to the nitty gritty and the details of the client's program. For this entire series so far, a key ingredient. Of course, it's about communication, it's about relationships. And as we're talking about implementation and the checklist that goes with this, aside from operational deliverables, can you tell me more about the relationship building that has to happen and how you build trust and keep these lines of communications flowing? I'd say that's one of On Life's strengths is our... Um, account management team and account uh, relationship building and relationship managing that we do throughout this entire process. And that, as you can imagine, that starts very early on. It's about connecting the right management account management team with that client, making sure that they feel comfortable, making sure that they feel confident in the account manager, but also in OnLife's ability to execute on the things that we say that we're going to execute when we say we're going to execute on them. And so we start that relationship very early on with ongoing and recurring meetings. And, um, and again, it's just about getting to know the client, getting to know the client's program and the stakeholders that we're going to be working with. And that doesn't, doesn't stop after rollout. That continues throughout the entire program. And we are continuously evaluating the client's needs. And as we get further into a program, let's evaluate how how we're doing. Um, are we delivering what we need to deliver? Is what we thought we needed to deliver really being effective? If it is, great, let's keep working on that. And if it isn't, let's reevaluate and let's uh, collaborate to think of some other things that we can do to make it successful. Based on what you've seen in the industry, I'd love to talk next a little bit about turning pitfalls into successes. Are there two or three big mistakes that are made during implementations and and of course what are those but more importantly how to avoid those yeah so so two things i think the first is we can really complicate things from the client level and then also from the member level if we have uh, a really confusing program design we want to give our members a lot of options, and we want to meet them where they are and give them the tools that they're going to need, and it's not a one-size-fits-all uh, one approach by any means. So we want to have the options, but we also want to make it simple. We want to, to give them the tools at their fingertips and make it easy for them to engage in their program. And so that's one of them, is, is just making sure that the, the program isn't too, too complicated that the member clearly knows how they can get their incentives and, and that sort of thing. And then to go along with that, it's really about communication. And once you've identified what that program structure is going to look like, making sure that you're effectively communicating that to members and that you're communicating it very early on. 
Um, the time to do that is before is before rollout. Um, it's not enough just to to roll a program out and to say, hey, here are all these programs that are available to you. Before that happens, we want to be communicating to clients and also to members so that they really understand what the value is of that program so that when those programs become available, they're ready to get started. With an implementation that's going to bring large technical aspects, are there technical aspects that might dominate the implementation process more due to its complexity? Sure. So if, if you can imagine implementing is something something as big as a, a wellness program for a large health plan with potentially millions of members, there's going to be a lot of data flowing back and forth between OnLife as the wellness provider and, and the client, the health plan. And so that can be from um, because there's, there's product integration, because there's a number of vendors involved, and um, maybe there's even we're swapping out another another vendor and so we're dealing with the incumbents um, data and and getting our hands on that so that can flow into our system and so there are a lot of pieces at play here and so um, that's certainly a big piece of implementation is identifying all of those uh, data pieces uh, and then being able to integrate that into our platform so that uh, a member and the client have a seamless seamless experience and we can um, pick off pick up where the other vendor left off. Because with the data exchange, there's there's a lot there that needs to be managed and and implemented smoothly. There's also the the benefits piece. That's that's a big piece. So once we get um, so once we get all these other pieces, the the products and and the vendors and the configurations and health assessment data, biometric screening data, there's there's the incentive piece, and that's a big one as well. And so that means identifying not only the the type of incentive um, that's that's probably a pretty easy decision to be had, but then the reporting going forward and how do we get the data back to the client in a way that's going to be meaningful so that they can effectively manage their incentive program for their for their members. Wellbeing Experts is supported by OnLife Health. OnLife Health is a comprehensive wellness provider serving health plans and large employers nationwide. With over 10 million members and 20 years of industry experience, OnLife takes a high-touch, high-tech approach to wellness that creates real results for your population. Find out more at onlifehealth.com. What do you think is more challenging, an implementation involving takeaway business or implementing a brand new wellness program? So as you can imagine, they both have their challenges. Um, With implementing a brand new wellness program, you're often dealing with um, administrators that may not have a clear understanding of what they want to accomplish in a program, which actually presents a really great opportunity because then we can come in as the as the experts and what we've seen work well in the past, and we can make some really um, defined recommendations that hopefully are very well well received. And so, and that way, it's an opportunity. But you also you're starting from scratch. You may not have a lot of resources to deal with, or maybe there aren't a, a number of programs in place that we can leverage with our program as well. So it can be tricky with new business. Um, but I would say the takeaway business is probably more challenging. And that's because you're, um, 
we're taking away business for a reason. It's probably because that the other vendor wasn't successful for whatever reason. And so you may be having to unwind some programs that are in place that members are already used to. Maybe maybe they weren't um, great programs, but the members probably have some level of confidence in being able to engage in them. So you're having to kind of unwind, undo some of those things. But you're also dealing with a lot of um, preconceived notions from members, but then also from from the client and the administrators that you're working with. Um, they may have a bad taste in their mouth about wellness programs in general, or they may have expectations about what we can or, or what we can't accomplish. And so we really have to deal with that and reset expectations. Um, and it can take some time to, to win them over. But um, with the, the clear communication and that the relationship building, um, it's usually just a matter of, of resetting expectations and helping the client feel comfortable and feel confident in on life and what we're able to execute. As we're talking a little about some of the challenges that might have occurred from a previous vendor, what happens when an implementation doesn't go well? So this, I'm sure, could potentially jeopardize the rollout dates. Um, you, you, you're typically not going to change the rollout dates, right? Or maybe you would. What you know, ha, ha, what happens here? So this is why that, that timeline, implementation timeline, is so important. Yes, having you emphasize some, that so much I, earlier I do, on. I do. It's good. So, um, so in having those milestones, having ownership over each of those milestones, and having some clear-cut cut dates around those milestones, um, if an implementation and, and rollout starts to fall apart, it's, it starts to unwind when those milestones aren't being met consecutively or consistently, I should say. Um, and if that does happen, you're absolutely right. We're, we, in most cases, we're not going to change. We're not going to change a rollout. We've probably already communicated that rollout date, and we don't want to go. Um, we don't want to go back from that. Members are expecting it. Clients are expecting it. And so usually what we'll do is is have a sit down and, and kind of have to reprioritize uh, what components are going to be most important in, in that program and then resetting those expectations and, and then making sure that we have a successful plan going forward and one that we uh, both sides, the client and on life, feel comfortable meeting. What do you think are some of the most important lessons on doing implementations with both health plans and employers. And you can start with which with whichever one you would want to. So um le- so lessons learned from um working with employer groups or health plans for implementation. Um you know with with employer groups they tend to have one one strategy, one overall wellness um philosophy. And so it's really about making sure that we understand what that is, what the goals are, um, and how we can help them to achieve that. And being very, very specific um, around that. With health plans, it can be, it's, it's, it's a very different experience because health plans are representing many, many groups and, and millions of, of members. And so there isn't going to be one clear-cut strategy and one philosophy. And so in that case, it's 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 a matter of having a more broad-based program, one that can be applied more easily to a number of different groups. But you still want it to be meaningful. You don't want it to be a bland experience, a bland program. So you just need it to um, to be flexible enough that it can fit different groups um, and different members. What are some of the bigger pain points for health plans? And we just talked about health plans, but 
with their unique needs? What what kind of pain points do they have? How should a wellness provider address those if they can? So I just alluded to this a bit, is that the, the health plans are representing a number of different groups. And so they have small groups, large groups, um, very sophisticated programs, less sophisticated programs. Those are some of the pain points is, is, again, being flexible enough that you can work with both ends of the spectrum. Of course, you're also dealing with in most cases, these our health plan partners have a number of other vendors in place. They have a lot of resources that are available to them and to their members. And so the, the pain points come up in trying to integrate those. We want to fit into their brand and fit into their, um, fit into their overall member experience. We want to be a piece of that, and we want that to be seamless. So we want to integrate with the other vendors um, and I think that's that's a pain point. We talked about the data integration, um, making sure that we can that that data can can flow um, in and through on life, so that we can facilitate that. How should a health plan analyze a potential wellness vendor to know if they're going to be good to implement with? You know, I think the best way to do this is to look at their track record. How long have they been around? Um, how successful have they been at implementing large groups, specifically health plans? Because as we've we've talked about, it's a completely different beast um, implementing a health plan versus a very large employer even. Um, and so you want to make sure that they have that experience, that they've been successful. And then also getting references. If we you can talk to somebody that has worked with that vendor and if they've had a really great experience, I think that speaks volumes. So, you know, OnLife has, has been around for, for 20 years, and we have successfully implemented um, many large employer groups and, and several health plans. And, um, and, you know, in our implementation satisfaction scores show that, um, well over 90% uh, satisfaction rate. So I think, again, that speaks volumes, too, for, for our ability to, um, to execute on that. And those are the types of things that, um, that you want to look for. Earlier, you mentioned something about you know pr- this process. Not only goes a lot of prep work into it, but it's a, it's a long process. And so it would seem that the implementation process it never ends. It never it doesn't ever end. So after rollout, you're implementing new programs that includes things like challenges, maybe different apps. Does it ever end? What's it? How, how would you it, respond to no, that? It, it never <laughs> okay. ends. I mean, you're, you're right. It's I, th- an, I it's thought an that on- one might be the, the case. Yeah, it's, it's an ongoing process because it's a relationship. It is um, on life establishing that relationship with the, with the client. Uh, again, making sure it's a successful implementation, successful rollout, and then not stopping there. It's continuing to evaluate the needs of the client and of the population and both will likely change. The population demographics may change or the overall needs and, and health risk factors of the population may change. And we need to be um, agile enough and responsive enough to be able to, to adapt to that. And so it's, it's ongoing and that relationship is such an important piece of that so we can make sure that, we're, um, that we are facilitating that, that relationship. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for talking a little about implementation. I know it can be pretty complex, but I really enjoyed chatting with you today. I hope we can do it again soon. Thanks. Me too. Thank you to today's guest, and a big thank you to you for listening along with us. Wellbeing Experts is brought to you by OnLife Health, a comprehensive wellness solutions company that has spent years working with health plans and large employers nationwide. Today's podcast and additional perspectives from the well-being experts can be found at onlifehealth.com resources. 
We welcome your comments, questions, feedback, all of the above at engage at onlifehealth.com. Thank you.